You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. I mean, you think about it. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by. Uh, by President, stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, uh, call. Well, that's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go end it. Joe Brandon, I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you on this Tuesday, Wacky Tuesday. Check out thebuffshow.com for all podcast information, past interviews. Check us out on the Patriot Podcast Network on Roku TV and AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando. And uh, my kid came to me this morning and said, Dad, what's going on with all these pride things? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, on the backgrounds to their games, on the commercials, on everything. They're seeing rainbow colors everywhere and pride, pride, pride. Oh, my goodness. It's getting out of control. They're on a mission. We're going to indoctrinate every kid. You see the Matrix where the Smith program infected all the other programs across the network and everybody, everybody became a Smith? An Agent Smith, we want a bunch of Agent Gays running around. Agent Gays, we like pride. We're for pride. What is wrong with you, Burger King? Making a Whopper with the same buns? A top bun for each side. Oh, no. Now we can't even look at buns on a hamburger the same. Disgusting food with a bun that's gay. Yeah, sounds wonderful. What if plumbers did that? What if uh, workers in a building did that? Um, well, we got a male-female end here, says the plumber. But, you know, in honor of Pride Month, we're just going to use both male ends. The whole house is now flooded. Way to go. Oh, my goodness. They say Jesus didn't talk about homosexuality. He never did. He said, make your path straight. And the Bible talked plenty about homosexuality. <laughs> Even gays are sick of this. Honey bun, why do you need a month to celebrate who you sleep with? Newsflash, nobody cares. You have all your rights, now shut up. You take a pride month out to run around the streets with no clothes on and hook up in public, and then you want to run around crying, oh, I'm so oppressed, no one likes me. Well, stop pushing it in everybody's face. No one cares. But the truth of the matter is, you want everyone to care because you need attention. It's 2022. We can barely afford gas in America. Nobody has the time to run around worrying about what you do and policing your actions. Get over your insecurities and leave everyone alone. Oh, and by the way, pride is a sin. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's go back to the 70s. Monty Python called it too. What about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not 
pressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Roman, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. <laughs> Monty Python nailed it right. We're going to be talking later in the show with John Stanton, who has a book, The Science in an Age of Unreason. It's a perfect day to have him on. Uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. You're going to love that interview. And then uh, it's just, it's just ridiculous. This whole belief system, we got to change everything. Marvel says we're going to make a transsexual superhero. Want to bet how low those ratings can go? How low? How low can Marvel's ratings can go? They thought they can do everything with Gardens of Galaxy. They're like, we have a tree that talks and a raccoon. We're Marvel. We can do anything we want and people will like it. Yeah, until you bust out the social engineering of binary and non-binary pronoun-loving weirdos. Then and only then will Marvel tank. You go woke, y'all. You go broke. Several Tampa Bay Rays players said they will not be wearing the rainbow on the side of their jerseys because of their religious beliefs. The rainbow came from God saying to Noah that we will not flood the earth again. But now we're flooding the earth again with the same people that caused the initial flood in the first place unbelievable it is apocalypse time in america we can see that we're heading down this strange path we need we may need a satellite phone and we have a big announcement on the buff show we have a brand new sponsor satellitephonestore.com at the homeschool event in orlando we sat down with jonah the rep for our new sponsor check this out Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show, and we're very excited because we have a big announcement. We have a great new sponsor on the show, Satellite Phone Store, and Jonah is representing them today. Jonah, welcome to the Buff Show. Hey, great to thank have you. Thank you so much for having me. And man. we're great to have you as a partner on the Buff Show. Absolutely. All uh, right, let's talk about Satellite Phone Store. First of all, the website. Website, uh, you can go to our website. It's uh, www.satellitephonestore.com. Pretty easy, right? Pretty I easy, almost said it for you. Absolutely. Now, you brought some products here that we want to talk about. Uh, first of all, let's talk about this right here. This is the Bibby Stick. So we did used to have a, oh, there we go. We used to have a uh, promotion where we were actually giving out free phones. Yeah. Uh, currently, there is a global shortage on a lot of these phones. So we came up with a solution. Uh, as of right now, we pre-ordered for the year 20,000 of these devices for the Bibby Stick. Wow. That could last anywhere from five months, could last up to 12 months. We don't really know, but um, this will pretty much take place so that way when the grid does go down, people still have a way to two-way communicate with uh, their loved ones and their friends and families. So talk about the Bibby Stick. What does this do here? Okay. So with the Bibby Stick, this is actually connected to our Iridium network. With the Iridium network, it consists of 66 low-orbiting satellites. All right, so no matter where you're at on the globe, whether you're in Antarctica, South Antarctica, 
you're, you're covered. All right. Uh, with those satellites, they're constantly orbiting north and south of the equator. Uh, so they're always going to be connected to wherever you're at, even if you're in the bottom of a canyon or, you know, uh, mountain, mountainous areas. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, the cool thing about the bivy stick, there's a cool built-in antenna that's inside of it already. Okay. There's a built-in battery, so there's no reason for you to, you know, switch out batteries. These will last for a while. Uh, got the power button that's right there. You do have to be outside to use this. Okay. Uh, now, we do have something on the site. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's a suction cup that goes on the outside of your window. Yeah. Once that's placed out, you can still be indoors and actually use your cell phone. The, this bivy stick is actually connected to your cell phone. Okay. Using the bivy app. So you get unlimited texting on it. You can also track your trips wherever you're at. Uh, you'll also be able to see updated weather forecasts as well. Uh, you can also um, pretty much use your contact list that's on your cell phone and put it with the Bivy Stick app so it makes it more convenient for you to look up people's numbers. So, like, let's say you're a hunter, you're out in the woods, right? You don't get cell service in the woods, but with the Bivy Stick you can? With the Bivy Stick you can. You don't even need a working cell phone. Really? Yeah, as long as the cell phone can turn on. You ever connect to Wi-Fi and you're somewhere yeah. with airplane mode? Yeah. So that Wi-Fi, consider it as being the Iridium network, so you're always going to be connected to that app. Wow, no that's amazing. Uh, one thing, you, you mentioned hunting. I'm an outdoors person myself. Okay. So uh, I like to take my kids out on uh, bike trails, you know, mountain bike trails. We also go kayaking, uh, go on little nature walks and whatnot. And uh, this actually has an SOS feature on it. Uh, so wherever you're at, that's, uh, you're just one click away from actually, you know, getting some help. All right. So that gives me that gives me a lot more safety and service whenever I'm out with my. When kids. you hit that button, what what happens? Uh, when you double click that, it actually yes. goes on the app on your phone. Yeah. And it'll uh, it, it'll locate you exactly where you're at on the tracking, and then that's where first responders will actually act on that. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. Just that fast. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what if there's bad weather? You know, satellite can't ping the phone so where what happens in cloudy days bad weather cloudy days like cloudy days that's perfectly fine um now hurricanes and whatnot probably not you'd probably have to wait till that's actually over um but you know with the power lines down and no phones cell service i mean at least you still have that connection later yeah later after the hurricane you're fine yeah absolutely yeah. where nobody else is because <laughs> they're just still relying on that cell tower with the wi-fi exactly exactly uh, we are doing a, a promotion right now during this convention. Um, after June 1st, everything is going up, unfortunately, on some of the uh, service plans. Uh, but right now, we are doing a $55 plan, a $69.95 plan. Both plans come with a free Vivi stick, which is usually retailed at $249. Wow. So you're saving that. Um, it'll also come with unlimited texting. It comes with the uh, damage insurance on, on the $55 one. The, the other plan will come with uh, loss or stolen, so we replace it for you. And also a Galileo program. It's almost like a, uh, a Twitter for podcasters. Yeah. So they can give you live updates even when everything's down. No, yeah, that's great. But yeah. what about people watching this after the convention? I mean, after if, the convention? If they hear you reference that, can they say, hey, absolutely. we, we, we heard right. you say that. Will you honor that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, everybody can uh, either go to our website. Like I said, it's www.satellitephonestore.com. Or uh, just because uh, you guys are actually listening to this podcast today, uh, just type in 123sat1234.com. So that's sat1234.com. Yeah, very good. Everybody check it out. Great to have you with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thank you this so much for having me. This is awesome to have you. We're going to put all the 
links and everything on thebuffshow.com. And you guys can also check out their awesome new commercials that we're putting together for them, too. Yeah. So we're very excited. You're a perfect partner for our show because the world's going to hell. Yeah. And uh, we need to be able to call people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, we're more than happy to help. You can also call me directly at 941 941- 306-2176. Your national sales for this. But, yep, absolutely, all around the world. Okay, everybody call Jonah, and we'll put his contact information on the Buff Show, too. Jonah, thanks so much. Thanks again for having me, man. You got it, man. Satellitephonestore.com, everybody. We'll be back on the Buff Show. Hey, Matt Buff from the Buff Show. I love being in the middle of nowhere with the family. Problem is, I can't get any service out here. I wish there was a better solution. Maybe like a satellite phone or something. Let me head back to the office and check this out. All right, let's check this out. Satellitephonestore.com. Oh, look at this. Very cool. Do I need a satellite phone? Well, it says satellite phones provide voice, SMS, and data services anywhere on the earth. And you don't have to rely on cell phone networks. Very cool. Satellite phones work everywhere when you're outside. All right, what's this? Why do I need a satellite terminal? With one of these devices, you can stay in communication without a dedicated satellite phone. Better yet, you can text, call, and depending on the device, use all your favorite smartphone apps too. Hey, what's this bivy stick? The new bivy stick is the smallest and simplest to use radium global satellite communications and tracking device in the world. Wow, the smallest and most simple satellite communication device weighs just 100 grams. About half the weight of your cell phone. Look at this. One to three days delivery. Very cool. Call 941-841-0844. I will do that. 941-841-0844. Or visit SatellitePhoneStore.com for special offers. Or you can visit SAT1234.com and mention The Buff Show. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight, $7.99 burger and fries. Tomorrow, live music. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Let's head over to the Heritage Foundation. Joel Griffith, Research Fellow, Financial Regulations, Thomas A. Rowe Institute for Economic Policy Studies, is on with us on the Buff Show to try to decipher what Joe Biden's talking about when he's rambling on about a great economy. Joel, welcome to the show. Great to have you. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Okay, very good. I want to reference this article um, your partner wrote and... uh, We've had Rachel um, on the show before. Rachel Gresler wrote, the Heritage Expert, job openings remain at record high. That's hurting millions of Americans. And the spending plans continue, Joel. Oh, you're, you're right. You know, we, we keep hearing about these jobs numbers, and thankfully people are coming back to work. But if you look at the total, the percentage of people in this country that are of working age, that are either working or looking for work, that percentage of people is actually lower now than it was prior to all the pandemic shutdowns. And what that means 
is that we actually have a few million people, close to 3 million people that really should be working that aren't working. And that's a big part of the reason why, number one, you see these labor costs soaring, but also it's a big part of the reason why I think all of us have noticed that the service that we're getting, whether it's the bar, restaurants, service centers, mechanic, all of this, the service uh, really has declined substantially over the past two years. You know, there's a lot of overwhelmed people. There's places we've had to leave. And not because we're mad at somebody, just because they didn't have the support staff to handle it. And we do tip well (laughs) when we can because these people are working so hard, but they can't do it alone. No, you're so right. I mean, there's restaurants that are still not able to open um, according to their normal hours because they cannot find employees. And these are good paying jobs. Uh, Some of these uh, restaurant jobs, you can make $25, $30 an hour plus at those jobs. It's tough to find. Um, But we also see this as really impacted too um, the the, uh, shipping sector, the trucking sector. We had a lot of people that actually retired early because some states like California imposed such draconian restrictions on truckers just being able to take a shower, go out to eat. Some people just said, we're done. We're going to retire early. And then, of course, you have California declaring war on independent truckers, and that's driven many of them out of business as well. But then anecdotally, think about all the swimming pools. Um, There's a good chance that a lot of listeners are finding that their pools aren't even open right now because these towns and cities can't find lifeguards, even if they're tra- even if they're paying a $5,000 sign-on bonus. So this is a problem that's affecting every sector of our economy right now. Talk about that job real quick, because literally you sit there and do nothing. And they can't find people just to sit there and do absolutely nothing for a shift. That's well, remarkable. Used, well, it used to be those lifeguard positions, at least when I was a, um, a high school kid, college kid, those were coveted positions. I mean, you sit at the pool, Hey, you might you might save a life. It's necessary, um, but you also it's it's a great job, and they're actually pretty decently paying jobs. Yeah. Yet we can't find workers to, to fill these roles. Um, and if um, if you look at these surveys that are coming out from small business owners, many small business owners, close to half, are reporting that their biggest problem right now, really right in line with inflation, is having difficulty finding people to actually staff their businesses. Yeah, that's re- it's just absolutely ridiculous. That's just one small part of the uh, of the problem, but it's a big part because it affects us all once again. We're not even talking about gas prices when we talk about that problem. Well, you wrote another – go ahead. I want to talk about your other piece that you wrote. Uh, Biden's inflation plan will uh, is filled with inaccuracies, warped analysis, and flawed solutions. The solutions are ridiculous, but finish your point before we jump into that. Oh, oh sure. One, one thing that hasn't been talked about much, too, is you had our central bank pumping up so many bubbles, including the housing market, but also the stock market. And a lot of people found that their retirement portfolios in the middle of that pandemic actually had grown substantially, 50% or even doubled. And a lot of people actually retired far earlier than they would have. Now, I'm not against people retiring early if they have the funds, but we got to remember why the market was in that bubble. It was because we had our Fed printing money, really shifting the burden to future generations for all that printing. A lot of people retired early. And sadly, a lot of folks are finding out that those retirement accounts now are kind of going down the tubes with the stock market correction. And some of them might end up finding themselves back at work um, far sooner or pro- possibly, um, you know, uh, they weren't expecting to ever go back to work and they're finding themselves looking for a job now. That, just a simple creation aspect of this. Every time 
the uh, propaganda minister goes out there and speaks for Joe Biden's uh, regime and says, we've created X amount of jobs. We've created this. When you shut everything down and then open it again, that's just people going back, Joel. And it's been more difficult, like we talked about earlier in the segment, but they're not, it's not like they can point to a spreadsheet and say, look specifically at the jobs we created. Look, this is analogous to somebody on the street mugging someone, taking $1,000 from their wallet, leaving them destitute and beat up, and then taking a walk around the block as the mugger, seeing this person lying there, beat up, without money, and then giving them $100 back and boasting about how you made a charitable donation to somebody who was destitute on the street. It's absolutely absurd. You're exactly right. You know These jobs were lost because governors, mayors, and county commissioners shut down their economies following the very bad advice of Dr. Fauci and his um, cronies. And now that finally these cities and these states have reopened, some of these jobs are coming back. And President Biden wants to claim credit for it. The very president who actually just about a year ago was trying to force people to have a vaccine, even to step foot on the job site. It's absolutely absurd that he's taking credit at all for this partial recovery. It's recovering in spite of his best efforts. You could look back at some of the things that they, like that vaccine mandate, if they could have, they would have imposed it on every single American. And they even pushed the law too far and got shut down. And it was really cool to see all the pilots and everybody celebrating the end of that ridiculous mass mandate on planes with the best air filtration. But I got to go back to your analogy with the robber. I guess that is a job that they created. The robber actually is getting let off the hook after making $1,000 off somebody else, he's getting set free. He's $1,000 richer by the policies of this administration and DAs around the country. So he got paid and he gets to be free. I guess that's a job they created, the criminal. Yeah. <laughs> by, their, by their funny math. It's like they create the problem that they want credit for solving the problem. And then if you look at what our central bank is doing, having printed yes. trillions of dollars over the past years, we're talking, it's hard to get our minds around this. We talk about printing, say, $5 trillion plus. We're talking about close to $100,000 per family of four. And then that money gets multiplied as it circulates through the economy, gets put on deposit at banks, banks lend it out, has a multiplier effect. And then the Fed acting as if they're trying to solve the problem. Uh, I think one of the best analogies to that is an arsonist setting a flame, a building, and then going ahead and recruiting a few pals to try to put out the fire with some water buckets and acting as if they're heroes. They caused this problem by working hand in hand with Congress to spend trillions of dollars that we don't have. They bear, in large part, they bear responsibility for the economic misery that most families are in right now. And now they're trying to act as if they're trying to solve the problem. They created the problem. They created it. It goes further than that to their other talking point where they talk about reducing the federal deficit, where they say we've reduced it by 1.7 trillion or billion, whatever, 1.7 billion. Well, it was on track uh, in 2019 and 2020, at the end of 2020, to be reduced by 8 billion. So they messed that up even more and they're taking credit for it. It was a natural reduction that was supposed to take place, but that central bank spending you talked about, the American Rescue Plan, made that even stagnant. And yeah, it came down a little bit, but it was on track to come out four times as much. Yeah, no, this is so Orwellian. Look, we had the government try to stop economic production and at the same time jack up spending. And now these same government officials want credit for the deficit shrinking 
And it's shrinking simply because government bureaucrats have allowed people to go about their business without threatening them with incarceration for opening up their business or going to church or running a school. They don't get credit for this. And despite the fact that we're with all-time revenues now because the economy is finally coming back to life because people are allowed to work, we're still on track to run trillion-dollar-plus deficits for years into the future, and we're still facing a midterm, say 10 years from now, big-time entitlement crisis that politicians want to completely ignore. I mean, this will make that entitlement crisis, the amount of money that we have promised without actually preparing for it, that's going to make today's economic malaise look like Disney World. Oh, that's that's not good. <laughs> that that's what I'm worried about, and and I want to reference that uh, plan you to, uh, that article you wrote um, for Heritage: Biden's inflation plan filled with inaccuracies, warped analysis, and flawed solution. The solutions point of what you said is goes to what you just said right there. There is no solution. They have a war on fossil fuels. They want to keep passing this clean energy tax credits and investment, yet they're going to put the tariffs on uh, solar panels when it comes to China. I mean, it's just everything they t- If they would have done nothing, deficit comes down by $8 billion, gas stays at two fifty. If they did nothing. No, it's crazy. <laughs> the opinion piece that Biden wrote or Ghost wrote to combat the problem, he mentioned the fact that energy prices are high. But the only solution that he offered in there was more solar panels and wind turbines and more cronious handouts and subsidies for that industry. Is that meanwhile, we have hundreds of years worth of natural gas, oil and coal. And by the way, that natural gas, even a lot of that coal, this is environmentally friendly. If you're worried about carbon emissions, well, this is low emissions. It's part of the reason why our emissions have been reduced by more than any other industrialized countries over the last 10 years because of clean burning fossil fuel, natural gas in particular, he has locked up millions of acres of federal land. He has made it difficult to open up new refineries. He didn't just kill the Keystone XL pipeline coming from Canada with oil. They've also made it very difficult to get any pipelines approved for natural gas from Appalachia to the East Coast to actually help our friends out in Boston and New York that are paying sky high heating oil prices. He's declared war on all of that. And at the same time, he's groveling for the dictator in Venezuela to give us more oil and also the, the, the Saudis to give us more oil. It makes no sense what he's doing on this. And then laughably, he talks about releasing 180 million barrels of oil from the strategic national reserves. And he never mentions that 180 million barrels of oil, that's nine days worth of oil. It's a dr- literally a drop in the bucket of oil production. Yeah, that sludge from Venezuela. Very nice. Yeah, that 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 stuff works. Just like you ended that article with. We'll end the segment with it. The plan to fight in, inflate inflation is actually a blueprint for more misery. Waiting for the misery index to show up on the Heritage Foundation website. Joel Griffith, thank you so much for this great insight. We could spend three hours with you, I'll be honest, but I really appreciate you coming on today. All right, thanks for having me. All right. Sounds good. We'll post those articles on thebuffshow.com on Joel's page. You guys stay with us. More to come on The Buff Show. Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar 
is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you guys rolling along with us at the Homeschool Convention, FPEA Florida 2022 convention. We've teamed up with Moms for America. Marina, we're having a great time talking to a lot of great people. And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't even want a lunch break when you're having this much fun. No, it's been so good. Freedom of all types. A lot of talk about medical freedom. And an issue so important to moms is our education system. And that's why I'm really excited to talk, just narrow in on K-12 and the issue of freedom. Ron, yeah, exactly. The freedom and the freedom for our kids to breathe freely is, is another good one. And the homeschool folks are just the nicest people you've ever met, Ron. Yeah, yeah this, this is fantastic, <laughs> Matt. It's a real joy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. We have another special guest with us, Keith, uh, Keith Flaw. Um, just, I want to read this quote before we get into this interview because I was really impressed with this. He says, we must reclaim our education system from the progressives. Our children are being indoctrinated into socialism. They are our future as a constitutional republic. The only way forward is to engage parents, grandparents, and other influencers to appreciate the principles of liberty and to help install these in our children. The, the states that are teaching gender crap, test scores are in the trash. We don't do that in Florida. Our test scores are climbing. If we actually teach our kids correctly, godly, moral, and constitutional principles, Keith, I love your organization, and I think you're on the right track to making a better future for our America. Well, I, I love your use of the, the word crap because I often use it to describe the indoctrination that's going on in our school. Yeah. I would, uh, and, and I love Ron DeSantis as what he's done for education, but I would choose to differ with you on our schools and their, and their performance. Uh, we've done a deep dive for many years uh, on, on, on what's actually going on in our public schools, and, and we've documented that. Um, I'm older than all of you. 
Maybe you and I are close to the same age. Uh, But when I went to school, if I got below 75 on a test, what did I get? I got an F. Uh, Since Jeb Bush days here in Florida, we've had a deceptive grading system based on eight factors. It's now up to 11. 62% or better is an A. That's insane. 39 versus 40% is the difference between a C and a D. So we've actually documented, county by county, that if you compare U.S. News and World Report results based on national test results versus our local FSA tests, um, half of our kids can't read and do math at grade level. And yet we're graduating almost 90% of our kids. How can that be? And those kids that are graduating are, are, have been fully indoctrinated. And it's, and, and it's not just the... the, the the constitutional doc, uh, indoctrination. You know, go, it, we, four years ago we didn't call it critical race theory, but what's going on to, to undermine our constitutional values and our Judeo-Christian values is, is, is rampant in our school districts. We've documented the pornography. Uh, we've we've done a, a deep dive with Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, you're familiar with Liberty Council. Uh, Pacific Justice uh, Pacific Justice Institute. Yeah, we just had Matt on the show. Yeah, yeah. And I love the work they do. They focus on religious freedom. Yeah. PJI focuses on parental rights, and they came to us last spring and said, uh, we, "We really would like to help, uh, and so we would like to um, offer you legal our legal services for one dollar." And we went out to all 67 counties with a list of 58 novels. Uh, that are used in our media centers uh, that have LGBTQ, age-inappropriate, sexually explicit material. Yeah. Um, and, and we've documented that by county. Uh, and so w- what we're trying to do is get our legislature to step up and deal with it. And frankly, it's been a challenge. So uh, we made some, we, we've done, I love Ron DeSantis, don't get me wrong. He's done some really great things. What he led on the parents' rights and education bill, uh, what he did with uh, House Bill 7 and the uh, uh, Individual Freedom Act, uh, what he's done with some of the other things that uh, Manny Diaz is championed as the senator, now our yeah. new commissioner of education, some really good things. But at the end of the day, I argue if we don't understand how broken the system is, uh, we're never going to really fix it. And I would argue, and I may be an outlier on this, but I would argue that you that they're union-driven government monopolies. Those monopolies are really, if you look at the NAA, those are really Marxist organizations. Yeah. Okay? And they're driving what's going on in our school districts. And if we don't understand that, then we're never going to fix the problem. So I'm a huge fan of homeschooling. Uh, We actually have a partnership with uh, uh, Classical Conversations and Freedom Project Academy are here. They have some great programs. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, I mean, I, I can't argue more strongly. If you're a parent, take control of your child's life. Don't send them off to eight hours in these factories that are indoctrinated. Sorry, well, sorry to get in my soapbox. No, 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 that's okay. You consider yourself the original constitutionalist. You've been fighting this battle for a while, and I want everybody to check out Florida Citizens Alliance. A lot of this information's on the website, too. But there, there is something to be said for kids that go to public school that are taught right at home. 
because the school becomes the devil's advocate at that point, and and that's a that's a big thing. But a lot of what Keith is saying, Marina, is absolutely true. My kids have shown me the school books he's talking about. I I went out with teachers for a drink because we have a really good relationship with them, and we threw a nice fifth grade party and had a send off. And I asked them about a lot of this stuff, and it is true that they. There is a lot of indoctrination at more levels, like Keith is talking about, than we'll ever know. You have a four-year-old. You have a big decision to make when it comes to the future of how you handle this, right? And I love that, my perspective, because I think of home education as the default. First of all, I've been home educating since the day she was born. Who else taught her to walk and talk? Now she's reading at the age of three. So home education is the default. My decision is to stop what I'm doing and to do something new. I don't think of school as the default, and that helps me through it. So I love absolutely the idea that parents need to have the number one rule. Um, But we know that homeschool is an option. So tell us why you advocate for parental choice are there any problems that would prevent someone from homeschooling? Why do we need to advocate for a parental choice? Well, um, it's, it's simply competition. When you stop and think about, uh, I, mean, I, I often start a conversation with our public schools, our union-driven government monopolies. How do you reform a government monopoly? You can't. But you can influence it through competition. And so... Um, you know, we've got some great scholarship programs outside of the state. Most states would call them vouchers. Uh, we have one in particular that is absolutely amazing, the Hope Scholarship, which we have time and we have to discuss. But it's the competition on those public schools. All boats are rising rising tide. I mean, that's the economic theory, right? Uh, whether those monopolies will, in fact, before it's too late. But think about half of our kids can't read and do math at grade level. Half. It, 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 it really is the civil rights issue of our day. Um, education is creating a whole group of, of, of citizens who are going to be much more easily manipulated because they can't read and write. And, and by the way, that's the Marxist theory that underlies what's going on in our schools. So unless you start, I mean, I often get asked the question, you know, and it's sometimes it's posed in a different way. You know, I went to school and I turned out okay. Well, I went to school a lot longer ago than you did. But at the end of the day, those schools are not anywhere near what you think they were 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, so competition's a good thing. Uh, school choice is competition. Uh, I'm very hopeful this year in the legislative cycle, we work in that arena, that we'll get an education savings account where the money follows the child, doesn't automatically go to that government school, to do what they're doing, uh, and maybe it'll force them to get back to the, what I call the basics, you know, reading, writing, math, and uh, our constitutional civics. Civics is a word that's been abused a lot, um, but teaching our real history, uh, and I'm good with, I'm, I'm great with the good, bad, and the ugly. I mean, we have some, we have some history that's not so great, right? And so that needs to be shared with our kids to learn from that, but teaching it uh, from a critical race theory board where everything you, you, a child is taught from kindergarten, everything you do daily needs to be viewed through the prism of race. Is that right? I mean, that's not no. what Martin Luther King said. No, right? for sure. It's about our sure. character. You know, it's interesting. I ran companies for 40 years and uh, came down here to Florida 25 years ago and um, hired many people. 
and I was shocked at how poor their English writing skills were. Um, and actually, I found um, oh, there's one fellow, for example, he had never read an entire book. College graduate, never read an entire book. Could, didn't know what a sentence was. Didn't understand how to construct it. I wound up getting uh, Warner's English grammar and sitting down and tutoring my employees who were college graduates. Just because it was too much of an embarrassment for them uh, really to try to seek that help anywhere. And we couldn't send those letters that they were writing or even the emails to customers. But um, uh, it's a crazy thing. But, you know, uh, you're right. Uh, you know, I'm probably from roughly the same era. I'm probably older than you are. But we started school with prayer and Bible reading. The Jewish kids would read from the Old Testament. Typically, we would say together the Lord's Prayer every day. Jewish kids, Christian kids, didn't matter. Um, and there was this hidden conspiracy. And the conspiracy was this. The parents, the shopkeepers, the teachers, the police, everybody, they're all working together to raise these kids well. That conspiracy is long since gone. There's another hidden conspiracy now, and teachers' unions are in it, and there's a variety of others in it. There are politicians who are in it. Uh, and, um, boy, it is not about raising your kids well. Well, it's become about the money and the power that comes with that. Um, you know, in, 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 I don't want to get us off on a tangent, but one of the areas we focus on is the indoctrination and doing a deep dive on what these publishers are putting out and our, our Department of Education is, is adopting. Uh, I'm sure you're aware that just uh, within the last month, the Department of Education actually rejected um, 47 math books from the top publishers. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, And, and I don't want to overstate our uh, uh, influence on that, but we've been pounding on the Department of Education to get rid of critical race theory, social emotional learning, the diversity and inclusion, social justice. Those are all the way that, that these national publishers are infusing this doctrination, and some of it's very subtle. Some of it's very subtle. You know, social social justice is funny. Just if you don't break the law, then you're not going to get beat up by the cops. Yeah. I mean, we don't really need to, we don't really need a whole program on gender studies, male female. Thank you. That'll be sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane how far they're going it because it's an agenda. What do you think is the end goal, right? Um, let's say the abortion law passed and we can kill babies up until birth. Let's say they uh, every state was on lockdown and kids were home. What, what, what is their goal here, the socialist left? Well, I, I, I think it's as simple as going back to how we've gotten to where we are. It, it is the fundamental Marxist theory. It started 100 years ago with Dewey. Right. Yeah. Then, when you look at what happened in the in the 1930s, uh, the Frankfurt School of Marxists uh, coming out of Germany. Where did they go when when they fled Germany? Yeah. They came into our Ivy League schools, and they created first critical theory, and then critical legal theory, and now critical race theory. And so it's driving the agenda, and it starts in our Ivy League schools, and it's now in in, in kindergarten. It literally is being driven down. And, and I love a, a, a saying by a, a guy by the name of Vladimir Lenin. Remember the name from history? Oh, yeah. yeah. Give me your children for four years, and the seeds I've sown will never be uprooted. We've given two generations to the left. Yeah, we and have. I, I don't mean liberals. I mean the left. Yeah. The left destroys everything they touch. The communist left. Yeah. 
What do you think about this? Because if we get, just look at the direction we're going right now, Marina, with the country, with the gas prices, with the with the open border, with the terrorism that's coming in. They put a fatwa on George W. Bush for crying out loud, and they caught that guy coming in the border. We can't do four, we can't do four more years of this. We can't. Our kids, our kids have no chance at this rate. Based on, he was talking about, you're talking about some theories that they had 40 years ago. It's in action now. It's happening now. Yeah, Matt, one thing I love that you said is that your kids told you what was going on and showed you the books. So maybe one day I can interview you on how we raise children that will be honest with us. But, Mr. Flop, for parents who have no idea, like these are the talking points. We hear this, right? Oh, yeah, CRT. They don't really have a concept of what's actually happening. They don't really think it's happening at my school because I know the teacher, meaning I know what she looks like, or he, and I've never heard my kids talk about this. Now you're calling us to say, know what's going on and have a say. How do we know what's going on in situations we don't have kids telling us? Well, you have to be involved every day as a parent. And I'll give you an example. Two weeks ago, I, I had a dad, in Collier County, I had a dad call me on a Sunday night uh, and say that his nine-year-old son had just come back uh, from a, a, a Laurel Oaks uh, elementary school book fair. So it was sponsored by the school, and the, the son bought a couple books and came home uh, and was reading one of the books, nine years old, was reading from one of these books to his dad in front of his six-year-old um, brother. The book was full of what you call the crap, the LGBT yeah. sexually expressive material. Yeah. His dad called him, but he only found this out because he's paying attention. Yeah. Uh, I've had this conversation with Commissioner Corkin, who just left and now has been replaced with Manny Diaz. Um, and he, he, he literally, we created, uh, he created something called the Hope Scholarship. And I'd like to explain that if we have a minute. But um, he says that every parent who's paying attention can qualify for a Hope Scholarship to send their child to a private school with up to an $8,000 voucher, voucher per year, if you're paying attention. So I would urge parents to, to on a daily basis, examine what your kids are reading. Uh, help them with their homework. Get involved. And it won't take you long to realize the indoctrination that's going on. Um, by the way, we do have this Hope Scholarship, and, and what it says is that if you're a parent and you believe that your child is being indoctrinated in intimidated or threatened in any way, uh, you can qualify for this scholarship. And they've redefined the definition of bullying. You know, when you and I talk about bullying, we think about interaction between kids, right? Uh, Commissioner Corcoran, who was Speaker of the House at the time, wrote the Hope Scholarship Bill, and it totally changes the definition of bullying. It now says anybody on school property can be a bully. So now if you've got a teacher, a lunchroom manager, a principal, a bus driver, another parent, anybody uh, can be legally be a bully. And, and, and if they're threatening in any way with content, your child, uh, then all you have to do is file a, a, a complaint, written complaint, uh, fill out a one-page notification form, take it to the principal. The principal is legally required to sign it whether they agree with you or not. They can't say, well, I don't agree, you don't qualify. And the day they do, you're eligible for up to an $8,000 scholarship per year to send your child to a private school. That's competition. That's school choice. Uh, another argument that I, or response to your question of why school choice. Right? You get to choose your dentist. 
We used to be able to choose our doctor. I'm not so sure that's relevant. This that case. ended in 2008. <laughs> you get to choose who works on your car. Do you get to choose your teacher, who you're going to give your kid to for eight hours a day? No. Not in today's world. The other thing that a Florida law allows, real quick, is um, with the, you talked about the parental rights and education law. People don't really understand that that says at any age of cons- uh, any age of consent. Basically, it's not just a K through four three, yeah. through three. It's a age accountability. So if the parent, according to the law, deems that your sophomore in high school shouldn't be hearing that stuff, you can actually sue the school district right. based on that. There's a little twist in that law. People don't really talk about it. It's not just about the little kids. It's anybody who you deem age accountable. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, and I, I testified up in Tallahassee twice in support of that. Okay, uh, Sen- good. Senator Baxley drove it on the on the, the, the Senate side, and uh, and uh, Joe Harding, Representative Hard- Harding, drove it on the House side. It was a great bill. Uh, it left my own devices. I would have made it K through 12. K through 12. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I have a school board member who, uh, Canada who's running and had a really cool idea. We should stop teaching sex education in our schools completely, make it an after school event and parents are re- wow, required to be involved. That's something. Yeah, that's another good idea. You're full of good ideas. Where can all this be found? How can they find you? Well, we've got a, uh, we've got two websites. Uh, one of them is our basic website, goflca.org. Uh, and we've created a website of solutions called libertyscholar.org, and it ranges all the way from those scholarship programs we talked about uh, to uh, homeschooling uh, and, and a number of different uh, solutions. We folk, you just can't complain about this stuff. You have to offer parents a solution, so that's our goal. Yeah, you have to offer them a solution. And these solutions you brought to the show today are just a couple of examples on how changes can be made. I'm going to check out. We're going to post that link to that Hope Scholarship information. Yeah, that's a that's very interesting about that. 8000 I mean, the average tuition is 10 I mean. Yeah. Uh, I'm told uh, in Florida the average tuition is 9400 bucks. So you're out 1400 bucks. Yeah, well, and it depends on your economy, you know, where you are. In, in Naples, where I'm from, the average is going to be much higher than... Yeah. I'm in Seminole County. It's probably less yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it's, it's, it's still a huge... And they're full, yeah. It's still a huge start. And for parents who have an affordability issue, a lot of these private schools will supplement it themselves. Uh, so it, it's an opportunity that every parent should take advantage of. It, I, I, we've, we support that. Absolutely. We'll post the links to all this on this interview page on thebuffshow.com. Another banger for 2022 FPEA Florida Homeschool Convention, guys. Another banger interview. Keith Law, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thanks. All right, we'll be right back on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. 
Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Veritas Tactical, Tactical. a family and law enforcement-owned company where you can get custom-built ARs with purpose-built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Coating services, laser engraving and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000, 407-309-3000, and at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. We have a great new sponsor on the show, Satellite Phone Store, and Jonah is representing them today. Jonah, welcome to the Buff Show. Hey, great to thank have you. Thank you so much for having me. And man. we're great to have you as a partner on the Buff Show. Absolutely. All uh, right, let's talk about Satellite Phone Store. First of all, the website. Website, uh, you can go to our website. It's uh, www.satellitephonestore.com. Pretty easy, right? Pretty I easy, almost said it for you. Absolutely. Now, you brought some products here that we want to talk about. Uh, first of all, let's talk about this right here. This is the Bibby Stick. So we did used to have a uh, promotion where we were actually giving out free phones. Yeah. Uh, currently, there is a global shortage on a lot of these phones. So we came up with a solution. Uh, as of right now, we pre-ordered for the year 20,000 of these devices for the Bibby Stick. Wow. That could last anywhere from five months, could last up to 12 months, we don't really know, but um, this will pretty much take place so that way when the grid does go down, people still have a way to two-way communicate with uh, their loved ones and their friends and families. Uh, We are doing a a promotion right now during this convention. Um, After June 1st, everything is going up, unfortunately, on some of the uh, service plans, Uh, but right now we are doing a $55 plan, a $69.95 plan. Both plans come with a free Bivy stick, which is usually retailed at $249. Wow. So you're saving that. Um, it'll also come with unlimited texting. It comes with the uh, damage insurance on, on the $55 one. The, the other plan will come with uh, lost or stolen, so we replace it for you. And also a Galileo program. It's almost like a, uh, a Twitter for podcasters. Yeah. So they can give you live updates even when everything's down. No, that's great. But yeah. what about people watching this after the convention i mean after if, the convention if they hear you reference that can they say hey absolutely we, we, we heard ever... you say that will you honor that yeah absolutely so uh, everybody can uh, either go to our website like i said it's www.satellitephonestore.com or uh just because uh, you guys are actually listening to this podcast today uh just type in sat one two three four dot com so that's s-a-t one two three four dot com yeah very good everybody check it out Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show, heading into our final segment here tonight. It's our featured book segment, and we got a book dropping today. That's right. You can go to Amazon.com, Science in the Age of Unreason by John Stadden. John, welcome to the Buff Show. Congratulations. It's issue day for you, so that's awesome. <laughs> it certainly is pretty hectic. Anyway, thank you. Good to meet you. Well, the book's a perfect time. Um, we look at science being more about feelings now. And also, we can actually put a face to science, according to Anthony Fauci. He is the science. 
So I'm sure you wrote about how, I'm sure you wrote about science in the third person when you were writing about Fauci, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, most of this book was finished before the uh, uh, pandemic started. And so Mr. Fauci did not get the position of eminence that no doubt he deserved. Uh, so one of the big points of the book, of course, is that um, uh, science consists of facts. It's like, it's like a map. It doesn't provide a destination. The destination are provided by your values, whatever the, wherever they come from, religion, the political system, whatever. So uh, Mr. Fauci, unless he's a collection of facts, uh, is not the science, and uh, he, following the science is a bit of a misnomer because a fact by itself doesn't necessarily tell you what to do. And indeed, if you're a scientist, if you're a scientist, and science is, this is a big problem with science now because leaders in the scientific community urge scientists to act on their facts, which is okay for them as private citizens, not so great uh, for them as scientists because... Uh, if you're a social justice warrior, you're not going to be as interested in the truth as if your main interest is the truth. Anyway, that's that's so much of Mr. Fauci. Mr. Fauci is wrong to say follow the science. Science you can you science informs a system of values, a political system, and so on. Uh, it, it doesn't tell you what to do. Okay. Right, like you say in the book, ethics can they be derived from science at all? I mean, that's what you're talking about in the book there. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this is a, not a new story. I mean, the, the uh, great philosopher David Hume, wonderful guy, Enlightenment philosopher, pointed out that facts by themselves don't direct you to anything. Now, the book starts with a little, little debate, an inadvertent debate that I had with a, a distinguished uh, evolutionary biologist, because I pointed out that uh, religion is composed of at least three parts a sort of superstitious part, that is, uh, things you can't measure scientifically like God, angels, spirits, and so on. And science has nothing to say about that. All it can say is, I can't prove it, I can't disprove it. Um, that's the main part of religion. The other part is a, a system of morals, actions, rules that tell you how to behave. And my point was that secular humanists have just as many of those as religious people do, but they dismiss the religious ones, because, well, the religious people say they come from God or whatever, we don't like that. But it doesn't matter where they come from, they're unprovable in both cases. You either have faith or you don't. Yeah, that's right. That's what I like about that. The book is Science in an Age of Unreason, hardcover, out today. Also, you can see in formats like Kindle, audiobook, and other apps right there. So we'll post the links on thebuffshow.com. How sound is social science, particularly surrounding today's most controversial topics? You mentioned gender. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, videos from TikTok, and it just makes you absolutely sick. People think they're cats, dogs, wolves, furry animals, and other genders. This is not based on science, yet they're trying to every day incorporate different pronouns and different attributes and say it's scientific. <laughs> I know. I had a little problem with this uh, a year or two ago when I uh, was on a, a, a listserv, one of these uh, psychological listservs that was to do, in, nominally was to do with animal behavior, and they started to talk about uh, uh, gender identities in animals. 
I thought this is very curious. I've talked to my dog and he seems fine. I don't, actually, in my case, it's she. She she seems quite quite female. Um, and I, I interrogated her. That's the word they use. I interrogated her about um, about gender identity, and all she could do is bark at me. I really had some difficulty with this concept. So I, I made a joke to this little group saying, well, uh, if you've got a third a sexual identity, which they were discussing, even for people, there must somebody must have found a Z chromosome. You know, there are two chromosomes. You, you want to have another sex, you have to have a Z one. But this apparently really upset them. So there's a lot of emotion in this issue. I mean, it's unbelievable yeah. to me. But people really get uh, stoked about it and upset and so on and so on. I mean, I've just read in today's paper some uh, some poor guy uh, uh, got docked a month's pay for making a thoroughly sexist joke. You probably heard it. He said uh, women are all binary. You just have to know whether it's they're all bi, but you have to know whether it's uh, um, um, sexual uh, or uh, polar, right? <laughs> no, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. He had to retract that joke. He was attacked by his colleagues and so on. I mean, it's grotesque. It's just a joke, guys. <laughs> I thought it was, I laughed out loud. <laughs> Women are, they're always bi, either sexual or polar. Polar. <laughs> I mean, it's not the greatest joke in the world, but I, it's funny though because you know we have to have a sense of humor. But it is, it is. I haven't heard it before. That's why it was funny to me. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> anyway, Sorry. so there's a lot of emotion about this, uh, and another one I saw was I think this was a British joke. A guy coming up to uh, uh, a bar, well, maybe it was American. So I think it's more appropriate to America coming up to bar and saying, I identify as 21, give me a beer. And, you know, that's sort of semi-funny. But it's, it's no more ridiculous than I think people declare uh, that they are a different sex. I acknowledge that people have mental problems, you know, and some of them are very destructive, some of them are not so destructive. We should accommodate them where we can. But to say that the biology says sex is, is non-binary seems quite ridiculous. It, it certainly does, and it's based on feeling and identity and maybe a mental problem in most cases, a lack of a father in the home. Something is going on there that is wrong. You yeah. talk about the yeah. passions, these passions. There's teachers around the country, and there's some kids that identify as cats and stuff, and the teacher's instructed to let them meow to the teacher. We're losing oh, our collective minds. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the incredible focus on feelings, personal identity, lived experience, and so on has maybe caused a lot of problems, not least of which respect for authority no longer exists. I mean, I've always been, as a kid, I was a pain in the neck, you know, contrarian and so on. And so you have to discipline kids, otherwise the society falls apart and you get things like these massive shootings and so on. Nobody really knows the cause of those things. It's certainly not the guns. The guns just sit there, somebody's got to pull the trigger and so on. And it's something to do with the culture in which these young men grow up. But unless we study that and are open-minded about the possible causes, compare life histories of kids who grow up healthy and kids who grow up to, to be killers, unless we really study that carefully, we will never really be able to, to cure it. 
How do you make science cool again? I mean, you in the book, you talk about gender, climate change, ethnicity, people being treated different based on the color of their skin and health and safety. When we talked about Fauci and the uh, COVID nonsense at the beginning, how do we make science believable again? Well, yeah, you asked earlier about social science and I didn't really answer you. I think there is a very, very serious problem with social science. And I give a little bit of history in the book. Um, at the, around 1900, late, late 19th century, the something called the British Association, which is the English overall science association, um, had a, a, an attempt was made to add some additional sections. They only had a handful of sections. This is the whole, a whole of science, physics, the biology, whatever. And there were a lot of objections raised to this. Um, and if it, they did add some, but if the British Association wound up with 17 sections. Now, social science, which is a lot less broad than the rest of science, right, has, I'm not sure, 100 to 200 different sections. And each section has its own journals. So what that means is that criticism can be really, really restricted. There are people who think alike, uh, share the same jargon and so on, uh, grade their own papers, as it were. Uh, the so-called peer review is not really peer because it's a very restricted. So you can get a lot of crazy stuff. And I think that's what's happened. We've got these incredible subdivisions, what I call the devolution of social science. So they come up with things that are unmeasurable, like systemic racism, for example. Everybody, almost everybody agrees there is systemic racism. But if you ask them, how do you measure it? Either they say, well, it's obvious, a lot of them say it's obvious. Or they say, well, there are these racial disparities. Yes, indeed, there are racial disparities, but there are many possible causes for them. And it's a great mistake to just invent one that you can't actually me measure. Well, isn't isn't it true if you talk about systemic racism, that can't just mean one racial group against others. If it's systemic, that means all racial groups have problems within themselves towards other racial groups. Well, I, I don't know what they mean by it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not what they mean. But I mean they, that's what systemic means. <laughs> I mean, it, it, real systemic racism would be yeah. when uh, some part of society is prejudiced against people, not because of their behavior, but because of their color. Okay, and that's pretty much illegal, right? But people don't do that. Yeah. There are only rare examples of it now. Uh, like affirmative action, which is actually systemic discrimination. Recognize you make a different decision based on the person's color. You do it in a clever way. You call it diversity and so on. But that's basically basically what it is. But um, there are other others where we uh, have drifted, I think, in, the, in a questionable direction. For example, there's something called disparate impact. And disparate impact means that you can have a test which is racially neutral. That is, it doesn't make any reference to the person's race at all. But if, in fact, fewer black, blacks pass the test than whites or something like that, the, it may then be illegal. It may be illegal. Um, there's an old uh, uh, legal decision, Griggs, I think, versus uh, Duke Power Company. And they found that Griggs was giving people a mental test, SAT or something like that, and fewer blacks passed than whites. But, uh, says the legal system, 
you don't need to pass that to do the job. They were relatively low-level jobs, and you shouldn't therefore uh, set this high-level test for them. Um, and that's really the argument behind, I think, systemic racism. That there are things out there that don't distinguish by race, but where there are disparities. That is truly racist. My son in college, for example, if he was a different skin color, he would get different benefits. I want everybody to check out science in the age of unreason. Science is going through an identity crisis. And we really appreciate you coming on. John Stadden, this book can help get us back on the right track. Check it out. We'll post the links. John, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you very much. Jack was my father's name. I should have taken it. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> very cool. Jack Stadden. That's a good name, but he went with John better, for you. He? John Stadden works too. I like it too. Great book. <laughs> Everybody check it out. John, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. That'll do it for this evening's edition of the Matt Buff Show. We'll see you next time. You stay smart.